Hey friend, I've created a new training and companion workbook for you that will help you ditch those limiting beliefs that keep you stuck and create the confidence you crave. It's 22 minutes of pure gold that moves you to the next level of success in your career or business. Just go to my website, barbarachurchill.com, and click the Start Here tab in the upper right-hand corner. Enter your name and email, and you'll have instant access to this life-changing information. It's that simple. Go get it. You are listening to Episode 49 of the Create What You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about executive presence and why it's not a good barometer for promotions. Let's go. Welcome to the Create What You Crave podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to be your best self as a leader at work and in life. If you want to bring more authenticity, more boldness, more clarity, and more fun to your world, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Barbara Churchill. Here we go. Hello, my friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is so great to be with you on a cold and snowy day. I am recording this a couple of weeks ahead, and I can see the snow falling outside my office window. It is so pretty. I just love pausing and looking at that. I love how it looks. I love how it looks on the trees because they're just coated in white. It looks like somebody just spray painted everything white. And my darling little Miss Daisy May loves it too. She is a snow dog for sure. And when there's fresh snow, she can't wait to get outside just to scoop it up. You know, she puts her jaw out and she just runs down the street and scoops it in. It's so fun. She's just a little bundle of joy when it snows. Now, we have had a lot of snow for this season, you know, so far. I mean, it's only January, um, but I know myself. <laughs> and by mid-February, if not sooner, I'm going to be so over this cold weather and snowy weather and gray skies. So I need you to remind me that I love how this looks, okay? <laughs> I'm going to need, I'm going to need a lot of reminding because our winters get so long up here in the frozen north. I'm here to tell you. So just shoot me a DM and say, remember, you you love this stuff, <laughs> okay? And I also am feeling very grateful that you're here every single week. And I want to thank you for supporting the work that I do. I love the fact that you're here and I love you. I really, really do. I love that you are a person who wants to learn more about yourself and become the person that you're meant to be. And if you have a topic that you'd like me to cover here on the Create What You Crave podcast, please DM me via LinkedIn or email me at hello at barbarachurchill.com. I really want to know what you would like to explore or you know, if you need help with something too. And if you have feedback for me, I would love to hear that as well. So this week... I'm covering the topic of executive presence because I keep hearing about it in the work that I do with leaders in the corporate space. I don't hear about it much with the entrepreneurs that I work with, but I do hear it in the corporate space. And it's often when a leader is being promoted to the next level. You know, I'm asked to help them with their executive presence. And I always ask in those meetings for more information on exactly what that looks like because it can be very subjective, right? It's something that you really can't measure. It's like one of those things that we just know when we see it. So let me ask you this. Are you waiting for a promotion? Are you in line for one? And how long have you been waiting, my friend? 
months, years? And if you are, what have you been told about that promotion? What do you need to change or improve in order to achieve that next level of leadership? And I'll bet the majority of you have been told that you need to work on your executive presence, but you haven't been told what that looks like exactly, right? It's so frustrating, and I think it's super out of touch with today's workplace because we can't really describe it. We, it's hard to describe, or at least for the people that I'm asking the questions of, and we need to change the narrative around women and executive presence. Now, you know that I love me some Google, so I looked up some stats. There's a company called CoQual that did a study that included surveys of almost 4,000 college graduate professionals, 40 focus groups, and over 50 one-on-one interviews with high-level executives. And they concluded that executive presence is viewed as having three universal dimensions, gravitas, communication, and appearance. The 268 senior executives surveyed concluded that gravitas is the core characteristic of executive presence. They believe it contributes 67% toward a person's executive presence, while communication contributes 28% and appearance rounds us out at 5%. Now, you know, how these people come up with these numbers, I really don't know, but let's look at it. Let's break it down. So gravitas. Here are some of the descriptions for this characteristic that came in the study. Exudes confidence. Okay, I get that one. Acts decisively. All right. And shows teeth. What the hell? Speak truth to power. Okay, loving that one. Demonstrate emotional intelligence. Yeah, that's totally needed. Burnishing reputation. What on earth? And project their vision. Okay, Um, some of these are really good and some of these I just shake my head at and like, why do I have to show my teeth? What the heck? Anyway, let's go to communication. And here's what they said about that. Great speaking skills, ability to command a room, ability to read an audience. Um, There are some things missing here around communication because it's really not one way, right? Uh, empathy, maybe, and some great listening skills, maybe. This is this cracks me up. And then we come to appearance, grooming, and attractiveness. This language leaves me quite puzzled, I have to say. The grooming and attractiveness, uh, really? How subjective and ridiculous is that? Attractive according to who? Isn't it possible for executive leaders to inspire a sense of trust, confidence, and hope without exuding, showing teeth, or burnishing anything? I mean, it sounds like a definition fit for a dictator, not a leader. Executive presence is not a measure of performance. It's a measure of image. And yet executive presence constitutes 26% of what senior leaders say it takes to get to the next promotion. It's more of a shortcoming that you have to fix. That's kind of how it's approached when I take on new clients. And this is an issue. This is the problem with our accepted vagueness of executive presence and that definition, especially 
when it comes to choosing from a pool of candidates. We interpret executive presence based on the behaviors and styles of the executive leaders that we've known and spent time with. And truly, you know, that's a really specifically curated sample group and not always the best one, right? There's an interesting article that I found in Forbes that addresses this topic and talks about the disparity in leadership based on promotion biases. And we all know they exist. For every 100 men promoted to management, only 72 women are promoted to the same role. And this bias begins at the very beginning of the promotion ladder. Think about it. When people think of a leader, they usually picture a man. So no wonder we have this gender bias even in companies that have the best intentions. The reality is women are navigating a different environment than men, and they need different tools to do so. This is why my private coaching program is so unique. I customize the tools I use and provide to my clients based on what their individual needs and situations are. And there are some commonalities, of course, that women in leadership roles have. I'm not saying, you know, there aren't, but each is an individual. So a one-size-fits-all approach isn't going to be as effective. All right, so getting back to the original definition of executive presence, of gravitas, communication, and appearance, how do women make this definition fit for them? They have to change it. I mean, we need to change the narrative on what good leadership looks like. So here's what I teach. Authenticity and connection. It's that simple. Connect with your team care about them as a group and individually, and show that on a regular basis. We aren't machines. We're humans, and humans need connection to feel that they matter and are making a difference. And be yourself. So often, women try to model themselves after the person they report to or some ideal that society or their work culture says they should strive to emulate. Just be yourself. Don't be like that person, which is usually a man, P.S. You know, do what he says, act like a man, all that. It's such a crock because when you do assert your ideas and take charge and be decisive, you're labeled difficult or possibly even a bitch. You're too aggressive, too in your face. But if a man exhibits the same characteristics and behavior, he's labeled a good leader. I mean, it's such a double standard and it's a big crock of B.S. I happen to have a new client who was referred to me to help her with her executive presence. She was just promoted from director to VP, and her boss wants her to improve her executive presence, but didn't really offer specifics on what exactly he's looking for or feels she's deficient in. And again, it just shows you how subjective this all is, right? So after a couple of sessions with her, I found out that she wasn't promoted because she knows all the ins and outs of this new area. In fact, she was moved from one department whose focus is completely opposite of the new area she now oversees. When I asked her why they chose her, she said it was because of the culture she created in her old department and the complete turnaround that she was able to accomplish in her you know, several years leading that team. Authenticity at its best. It's how she showed up authentically that created a workplace culture of trust, open communication, and loyalty. So 
you know, we worked on 10xing that, that same authenticity in her new role. Yes, there were things she needed to learn, you know, from the technical side, but that wasn't why she was given the role because she was an expert in this area. She was promoted because of the impact she made in her last leadership role. That's what I want you to get out of this episode today. Be you. That's what makes the difference. You know how hard it is to show up as something other than who you are. It's exhausting trying to keep up that facade, right? And if being assertive doesn't feel authentic to you, no amount of assertiveness training is going to change that. That works for men. Women have mixed results with that. So if you feel you need to strengthen an aspect of your leadership style, by all means, do it. And here's my disclaimer on that. Be sure to do it from a place of genuine wanting to explore that aspect deeper for your own benefit too. Watch out for any of those imposter syndrome thoughts and feelings. Watch out for the four derailers to show up and tell you how you're deficient and why you need to do this to prove yourself or any of their other messages that speak to your insecurities rather than your authentic desire to reach a new level of self-knowledge. We need to look at what works for female leaders. Women are ambitious and hardworking. They're more inclusive and empathetic leaders, and they want to work for companies that are prioritizing the cultural changes that are improving work. Companies that rise to the moment will attract and retain the women leaders, which will lead to a better workplace for everyone. It's time to come home to the better parts of ourselves, right? To open our minds and hearts to a broader understanding and welcoming of all the many ways we can lead, even at the top, especially at the top. All right, my friends, thanks for being here. Go forth and be you. And remember, I believe in you. Hey, if you love this episode and want to dive deeper into what's possible for you, I invite you to schedule a call with me where we can discuss what it takes to get out from under the weight of self-doubt and step into the real you unapologetically. It's simple. Just visit barbarachurchill.com to book your complimentary call now. Remember, subscribe and review this podcast because I really want to hear from you. I'll see you soon.